Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch, and today we're talking to a director of a local firm of solicitors who helps and advises commercial clients on a range of different issues, including land sale and purchase, commercial refinance, and business development. Debbie Hackney from Noel Meller Limited in Alsager has taken an hour out of her busy schedule to join us here at the CAT and explain what it takes to be a solicitor in 2020. Debbie, welcome to Business Brunch. Good morning, Des. Many thanks for having me on your wonderful radio station. And thank you for calling it wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie, um, law is a complex subject and covers most aspects of our daily lives. So, Talk us through how much studying and training is required before you can practice as a solicitor. Um, And please explain why you chose to specialise in commercial law. Well, there are many different routes, I think, to becoming a solicitor, and um, none of them is particularly easy. There are traditional routes of finishing your GCSEs, um, going on to do your A-levels, and then moving forward and going to do um, a law degree at university. And um, a lot of people might think becoming a solicitor, that's the end of it, and then you can go and get yourself a job. And of course you can, because if you've got some legal experience behind you, there's lots of other roles within a legal practice that you could take. But actually going on to become a solicitor has got a few more bits and pieces that you have to do afterwards. So when you've finished your law degree, you go on to do a postgraduate diploma, and then after that, you have um, to get a training contract within a legal firm of solicitors. And that is actually a little bit like getting gold dust, um, because training contracts in practice are really difficult to come across, and you need to have that in-house experience before you can go on to become a solicitor. So it can be quite um, a lengthy route, um, probably four, five, six years in total by the time you finished and you've done your training um, but I did my um, slightly different way part-time so I worked full-time and then went through a part-time route um, of doing my law degree um, in the evenings at Staffordshire University and doing my postgrad part-time as well in the evenings so it can take a little bit longer it's nearly seven to eight years for me to qualify but a few different routes to be able to get there. If these training contracts are so difficult to get doesn't that inhibit the process? It certainly does, and you'll find that a lot of students now will come out from university and because your postgrad can be quite expensive, I'm not quite sure what it is at the moment, back in my day, which was over 20 odd years ago, it was five and a half thousand pounds. So I'm sure you're looking 10 to 12, maybe even more to do your postgrad now. So to think that you've got that financial outlay, and then at the end of that, the only way to become qualified is to get a training contract, can put a lot of um, young people off, especially if they're really finding it difficult to get a, a contract in house. So some will finish their law degree and maybe go and get themselves into a legal firm where they can get some experience and then maybe supported by the firm in undertaking their um, LPC diploma and then qualifying. So you'll find a lot of students traditionally will take that route and we've got a number with us at the moment who are in a paralegal role, have done their law degree and at some point in time would like to go on and do their LPC. 
So in relation to commercial property, I think I probably fell into this really because I started my life as an office junior in legal practice and worked my way through a number of roles and eventually ended up working for a senior partner who did residential conveyancing. And so as I moved through practice into qualification, um, I really enjoyed that aspect of, of land and buildings and helping people to move house. When I qualified, I went to work for a firm in Birmingham called Gately Waring, they're Gately PLC now. And there are special in commercial property in terms of land and buildings, development, people selling their businesses, landlord and tenant. And I really enjoyed that side of the um, property element much more hands-on in terms of variety of businesses and land transactions. Um, if I'd not been a solicitor, I probably would have been an architect or a surveyor or a historian. So I think bringing all of those aspects of land and buildings together is why I enjoy the commercial property role so much. So uh, tell us a little bit about the history of, of the firm Noel Meller um, and how it's developed over the past few years. Well, we've been going quite a while, 1956. Uh, so based in Stafford to start off with, um, very small partnership, just um, developing its practice, part, other partners joining and just going from strength to strength and providing more services. And then merged with a firm in 2007 from Stoke-on-Trent called Arthur Bolton's. That firm was very well known for its family work, its care work. And so those two firms came together in 2007 and um, continued to trade as Noel Meller solicitors. So the firm's gone from, if you like, perhaps sort of sole trader through to partnerships, through to incorporation into a limited company and really changed shape in terms of its size and its services that it's offered um, over all of the years. And then moving forward in January, we took an office Space in All Sages, so a new community for us to work in, and we've just taken an office in Newcastle as well. So again, a new a new offering. Um, probably 40, 41 of us working in the firm, offering a whole range of, ex, uh, of uh, services to to clients, from fa families and family work, um, through to businesses and local communities. So a whole range of the history of Noel Meller established from um, over many many decades. And, and presumably that's planned growth. So tell us how you prepare the business for that kind of growth. Well, you have to have a lot of foresight and you have to look at areas where you need to strengthen your teams. You can't be complacent in what you're doing and the services. So just because you've always done something doesn't mean to say that you should continue to do it. And one of the changes that we made some years ago was to see that we were quite heavy in terms of legal aid work offering at one of our offices in Stoke. And at a time where legal aid services were being cut and sometimes the government was, was a little bit reluctant to pay on time, we saw that that could put our business at risk. So over many years, we've decided to make some changes in relation to that and how we move our services forward, making sure that we can offer all of our clients um, as many um, services as possible. So for example, we knew that whilst our commercial property work was developing really well, we didn't have as much strength on the corporate side to be able to perhaps offer all of our corporate client services with shareholder agreements, buying and selling shares, maybe developing their businesses. So in lockdown, we actually employed a corporate solicitor to come to join us. And there are other departments that we've also looked to strengthen. Again, just to take, keep taking us from strength to strength and keep looking at the marketplace and listening to our clients and the services that they want us to offer as well. And did you have any business input in the way of a mentor? 
I have actually. There's been several things that I've done personally over my my time in business. I joined as a director of Noel Mallor in 2011. So June next year, I'm coming up for 10 years. And I was a little bit wet behind the ears. I, I was a very good commercial property solicitor. I developed the commercial property work in the height of a recession from next to nothing. And people were asking, well, how, how have you done that, Dad? Because there's a recession going on. How have you managed to develop commercial property offering that wasn't really there before? And it didn't seem like rocket science to me because all I'd done was just talk to people and build relationships and look after clients and work with the professionals and try and make sure that everybody was in the loop and we were all going in the same direction. So when I was asked to join the board, it was really to bring those marketing skills and that relationship to the table, which I did. But I wasn't very um, hot on in terms of finances, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really understand what it meant to be able to look at the business 360. So over the years, obviously, I've developed some of those skills. I've, I've done that some of that in my own time. Um, I've had a, a personal coach, a life coach that I've worked with in-house. We've worked with leaders who have taken us and developed us our leadership skills. So we work with a company in Manchester who's come to help us as leaders to refine our vision and help us to look at the ways that we're offering our services and how we want to develop our culture. So we've not been frightened to get input from those who are outside of the legal community who might have something else to offer and help us to look at our business in, in a new way. And I think for all businesses, especially in the world in which we are now living, you have to be brave to look at your business. Just put everything on the table. Don't let anything be precious. Don't let any one situation that's not being resolved go unresolved, but be brave. And if you like, love your business, love what you do and look at ways to continue making it stronger and stronger because that's what we're gonna have to do if businesses are gonna survive and get through the experiences that we're all facing at the moment. Today we're talking to Debbie Hackney from Noel Mellor's Solicitors in Alsager. Uh, Noel Mellor's clients, Debbie, have access to a considerable level of support. So tell us about some of the services your firm offers and the specialist services that you deliver. Oh, absolutely. It's probably easier if I tell you what we don't do, actually, because we don't provide um, advice in relation to criminal matters and we don't offer services where it relates to personal injury, but everything else probably we do. So whether you're moving house um, or transferring an interest in a property, looking to make a will, lasting power of attorney or need some help sorting um, an estate out you might be selling and buying a business or maybe have a dispute with um, an employer or maybe a neighbor um, you could have a situation where you need some support to help with family matters and children related matters so a whole range that goes from families to businesses and everything else in between so there's there's not a great deal that we can't do in terms of offering those services and they're all listed on our, our website but one of the things I would just like to say Des is that most of the time when people are looking for a solicitor they're probably at a point of their life where they need some help it might be an exciting time when they're moving house it might be a traumatic time where they've lost a loved one it might be some times where they need some help because they've got a parent who's got the onset of dementia so people come to um, find a solicitor at different points in their lives and what they need to find what they're trying to find is not just someone who can give them good legal advice because I think that should be a given it's somebody who's going to walk that journey with them and understand what they're trying to achieve. So many of our colleagues have got decades of not just business experience, but life experience and being able to put themselves 
in the shoes of the person who's come to us and that for us is what sets us apart in terms of the services that we offer it's not just about your moving house it's about how we try and make that process as straightforward and as exciting as possible it's not just about selling your business it's understanding all that hard work that you've put into that business and what support you'll need in trying to make sure that goes into the the right next hands so I think I would say that our services combine not just with the legal aspect but also in terms of our humanity and care and wanting to help and just go the extra mile and I think uh, one of the things you said about empathizing is is key this is a podcast from the cat Today we're talking to Debbie Hackney from Noel Mellor Solicitors in Alsager. Debbie, um, I can't imagine launching a new business without a sales office, and yet accountants and solicitors have survived for hundreds of years as incoming businesses. And not so much these days, but uh, because I think they're more in tune with the way business works, and particularly because of competition, you need to have some form of sales. So share with us what makes you different from other solicitors and how you reach out to new clients. Oh, that's a really good question. What makes us different? Um, I think there's a lot of things that make us different, but there's always a starting point for building great foundations, which is what we started to do and really cement things that had been happening over many years, probably about 10 years ago. And it comes down to culture. And I think if you spoke to anybody at Nomella, they would say it's culture, culture, culture. So how do you create a great place for people to work where they feel they can participate, their ideas are valued no matter what they do, whatever their role might be. How do you give them a chance to be creative? Because if you get it right in-house, then that comes out when somebody answers the phone. It comes out when you have somebody who's in dire straits and they need somebody to react quickly. It comes out where somebody just does not know where to turn and you just go the extra mile. And so we've worked very hard over um, many years in trying to create from, I wouldn't say the top down because I'm not really into leadership that sort of says, well, we're up here and you come up to us. Um, I like the idea that leadership is something which is, is very solid from the ground and you, you, you give a, and create a great strong place for people to work where they feel they can thrive. So I think it comes down to relationships both the relationships that you have as a leadership team with giving a vision that you hope people kind of will accept and feel excited about and want to be a part of and then that goes a step further in terms of how you build your relationships with your clients so I think that's what sets us apart it isn't transactional for us at Normella it's not just doing a, a job and getting from A to B it's about learning about the clients, being interested in what they do. Um, we've acted for generations after generations at Noel Mellor. And when somebody rings and says, I know that you acted for my granddad and um, you're our family solicitor, that I can't put into words how that makes you feel. So our, our, we're different because we are not just about providing legal services, but being a great place to work um, and a great place where clients can come to find us and we can find them and we can offer a service. Now, not all sizes fit 
all and you know I'm a great believer that like attracts like and so some clients will like a certain service being delivered in a certain way some people are quite happy to go on the internet and just have a their internet service and they don't really need the sort of one-to-one and finding somebody in their community that they can pop in to see and that's not really us we're when you know yes you can go onto the internet you can learn all about us but our relationships it's built from being in the community getting to know our clients getting to know professionals who would like to work with us as well and that's what it comes down to to us as it comes down to building good relationships and uh, well a business is built on people and if you don't get that right I don't see a great deal of future for you what you end up doing is having a big turnaround and uh, one of the things that I love about what's happened to us in the last few years is that the work that we've been doing at Nomella in our culture so we've had people to come out from um, Manchester and other places to come and work with us and work with our employees not just us as a leadership team but we've had them come in to work with our staff and to, to listen to our staff it's staff to have an opportunity to have their say in our ethos statements and our culture values and what they think about that and what it means to them and giving them a voice as well. So I think that if you invest in your people, you find that they want to stay and you'll find that other people find that perhaps attractive to come to work for and that's what's happened to us. Even in lockdown, we've had you know, two new paralegals joined in commercial property. Somebody's come to head up our work in, co- in corporate services. We've had somebody come and join uh, our disputes resolution team to develop and grow that. Somebody came to join our family um, family department as a senior solicitor and has started at our Newcastle office. We've got somebody coming on the 2nd of November to take on our residential and develop the residential for all Sager in Newcastle. And I could go on and on. And that's sets us apart because people want to come to work for us which is a great testament and something I'm very proud of. It certainly is. Uh, Debbie an important component of excellent customer service as we've touched on already really is exceeding expectations at every touch point and according to your website and and something we've already spoken about is the your ethos of going the extra mile of doing more than is expected. And you you now have quite a large team across four offices. So share with us how you keep the team trained and informed. Um, that's again a really good question and quite a challenge because you know life is very very busy and we're all doing our day jobs and sometimes I think in some firms it can seem as if you're just making the token gesture of having your your meeting your commercial property team meeting or whatever it might be and actually we don't see that at all we see value in putting time and energy into our staff like I mentioned earlier on about bringing other people in giving them opportunity giving them chance to to thrive every year our staff have personal development reviews and we look at the things that are going to be interesting for them that they would like to do not just from a work perspective and from a legal perspective but actually have they got a heart for something in the community they'd like to perhaps get involved with is there something quite creative at Nomella that they would like to start that isn't their normal day job but could add value to some of the things that we do so if I perhaps give you an example within commercial property of what we do because you know nine years ago I was Billy no mates it was just it was just me and now we've got a thriving team you now eight nine of us with other departments that we all work together as well so um, I've I've developed that 
by training, spending time, investing myself, investing my knowledge, um, developing my staff and my team so that clients can be sort of passed on or they can do pieces to get to know my clients as well so that my clients get another experience as well of our team moving forward. We look at how we can develop their not just their legal knowledge but their character. So some will not be absolutely fantastic lawyers but they, they might themselves want to become leaders so we run leadership identify those in the firm who would like to actually start to learn a little bit more about the business and maybe other elements of things that they would like to get involved with. We do fun things, you know, we, we have lots of things that happen in the office. Obviously, during lockdown, it's been a bit of a challenge, but we've, we still had Zooms. We have coffee mornings. We do lunches. We have times where we're going out and we're doing fun things as well. So it's a real mixture. I think you have to build team spirit. Don't just put into your staff with the legal and the head knowledge, but build into your teams so that they become great people, great characters, wanting to give something back. You know, if we've got a staff member who's got um, a charity that, that's suddenly in need, and we did have this, we've had this a lot over lockdown, we, what else could we do? What other extra mile could we go? to create um, a place where it's safe to work, it's creative, it's innovative, and it's an exciting place. It's a long time to come to work, isn't it? You know, you do, however many hours you do every day. So make it a place where your team feel that you care about them, that you will invest in them, that you will, as, as a great leader, put them on your shoulders so that they can go higher than perhaps you can achieve. That's what being a great business leader is to me. It's not being up in the hierarchy saying, come up to me, come look to where, you know, come, come look down on all these people who are working for me it's like well okay I'm here I'm on the ground we've got great foundations what can I do to help you become a better solicitor a better secretary a better assistant a better whatever it might be and become a better person and give something back to the people that we are working with and working for I can understand why people want to come and work for you you're listening to Business Brunch and today we're talking to Debbie Hackney from Noel Mallor Solicitors in Alsager uh, Debbie, despite uh, continuous government intervention and unprecedented amounts of financial support, the, the current circumstances have continued to wreak havoc on the business world. So share with us how you've coped with the lockdown and, um, and how you've adapted to the new normal. Oh, the new normal and what lies ahead. Um, well, I think to start off with, we were we tried to be um, as ahead of the game as possible. So when we knew that the schools were probably going to um, shut down well before the sort of the lockdown, we looked ahead. How could we help those working from home, especially some of the mums, working mums, working dads? So setting them up from home, planning ahead, um, and then investing in equipment because you know um, needing to work from home, needing to work from the office, depending on where you were and what we were doing. So that had to be an investment in IT over and above what we'd already done the year before. And I think from there, it was really the day-to-day. -day. So some departments, for example, residential completely just came to a standstill and other departments were just really, really busy. So having to be flexible constantly every day, every other day, looking at what we were doing, how we were doing it. One of the biggest things I think was speaking to our staff, whether they were working from home in the office or furloughed, communication pieces were so essential. And I have to say that's probably the biggest area that we, we looked at over and above the normal day-to-day -day director stuff that you're looking at finances and, and how you're gonna get from A to B. So Zoom meetings, bulletins, 
phone calls every week to all of the staff to make sure they were okay when there was a need actually responding to that need so one of our team that you know single mom on her own um, three kids at home one laptop struggling with all the schoolwork you know we went and delivered a couple of laptops what else can we do to help so I think that really coping with lockdown has been about being um, not being frightened looking at what you need to in the business and responding looking ahead seeing where the opportunities are and trying to look after your staff and I'm sure that will resonate with a lot of businesses during that this time and still working through as we are um, in the times in which we're living. And is there anything that you've done differently that you will continue to do differently uh, moving forward? Yeah, we've learned a lot about the business, Des, um, in the, the last few months, and we've changed a lot of the things that we were going to do, some decisions that we'd made that we perhaps put on hold. Moving ahead and going into new locations, we forged ahead with that. We had one room in All Sager in January. We've got three or four now. We've taken a room on in the community in Newcastle, which is an area we were looking at. We decided to be brave and to continue and to do that to give us strength. So, yeah, there's been certain things that we've decided to do, which perhaps we wouldn't have done or maybe would have put on hold. But during lockdown, we've learned a lot and decided that we understand our business. We know what it needs. And it's a time to be brave and not to be complacent. And key to that is our staff and looking after our staff as best as we possibly can. Uh, And that's a wonderful sentiment. Uh, But Debbie, planning is a hugely important factor in business. Um, So tell us how you see the future unfolding at Normella? Well, I, I don't know whether it's going to sound um, weird to say that I'm very excited. I don't think I've ever been excited as excited about the business as I am right now because it's the fruition of a decade of a lot of hard work and some very, very difficult times and maybe times where we might not have made it. And so I've learned that if you stay true to who you are, you have a vision and you can get a band of people who come and share that vision with you, then maybe the sky's the limit. Um, there's a book at leadership level we read many years ago which is called from good to great and it talks about building not just a good business but building a great business so for us it's an exciting time because we're going into new communities where we believe we can make a difference and add value we're developing our teams and people are talking about us and wanting to come to work with us and having a fantastic bunch of people who work at Nolmella I feel very very privileged so as the future unfolds we certainly won't be doing anything other than being brave like we have over many years and enjoying the journey and the place that we're at it sounds terrific uh, and and if your other fellow directors have the same vision then you're in a very strong position and we wish you well so uh, should any of our listeners uh, want to contact you debbie tell us where they can find more information about normella well, if they're in Old Sager, we're in the old Barclays Bank building and we're on the first floor of that. So there's a door on the side, on the Sainsbury side, and uh, anybody's welcome to come and knock on or give us a call. We've got an Old Sager um, contact number, which is 01270-446-260. But in this modern world, of course, you can find all of this on our website. So nolmella.co.uk and you'll learn a lot more about us. Hopefully, if people go onto the website, they'll think it doesn't look like a tradition 
traditional solicitors website which is not really what we're about we're a modern firm with a whole range of services and with an ethos which I hope will come over our culture and there are email links on there and if anybody wanted to talk to me they could give give me a call my numbers on the website or email and be happy to tell them more about the firm and the services that we can offer uh, Debbie, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today and uh, and giving us an insight into how a successful firm of solicitors works. Uh, we do wish you well for the future and thank you very much for coming on The Cat today. Thank you so much for your time, Des. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.